0: Log Talk Radio
1: And I thought, well, no, first it was yesterday, during the day. And then I had something to do so I couldn't come on. And then I scheduled for uh, tonight, I think at 10.30. And then I had some stuff come up that I had to do. So I felt like 12.30 is the time. So if y'all see the description kind of messed up, I apologize if y'all was, like, listening, waiting for 10.30 to happen, and I kept y'all waiting. Man, please forgive me, Okay. I am here late, late night. We're going to have a great discussion. I'm going to try to – I I don't even want to say it. try to make it short. (laughs) I'm going to try, y'all, okay, tonight. Okay, so a lot of y'all – let me just get right to it. Oh, first of all, how's my my weekend been? Oh, my God, it's been really good, trying to organize, get stuff together, you know, doing, you know, the clean – you know, when you're changing out – winter clothes to spring clothes to more fall, wintry, you know, trying to do that, get, just get my peace of mind going. These last few weeks have been a lot. <laughs> also, wait a minute, let me just tell you all, I entered this conference, I don't know, Chad. I don't even know, I, you know, but I love that it's to, it helps people, it helps breast care awareness. Um, it is for... Um, Fab! It's a five over forty contest. You know, use something people they were uh, the magazine was advertising on um, Facebook, and I'll put it on the Carlotta Chat web page so you guys can see it too. But um, this contest, like if you come go vote for me and stuff, it helps. Uh, it puts money towards uh, breast cancer awareness. As you know, this is uh, breast cancer awareness month, so if you go vote. Um, in this contest, I'm trying to bring it up for you guys so I can tell you what um, what it is, okay? Y'all know how I be slow, okay? Y'all gotta give me a moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to look it up for y'all here. Okay. Okay, do I got it? I think I may have it. Okay. So it is um, it's for New Beauty magazine, you know, the winners will receive a two pays beauty sped, plus you'll win forty thousand dollars. But it's about fab over forty. You guys can vote if you like. Vote for Keisha it's Keisha Mahone Tunes that shadow must my my name, right? But I you know, uh, y'all know me as Carlotta Chatwood, which is my middle name and my dad's name. But under there is Keisha Mahone Tunes. You'll see my face. You'll know if you like to vote. And it uh, helps with the National Breast Cancer Foundation, okay? So definitely go and check that out, all right? So, man, I am going, I cannot wait to talk to you guys about, I'm I'm going to, I'm waiting, so I'm, I'm going to talk to you guys about this journey that I have been on the last three to four weeks. Has not been easy for me. Okay, so I I'm not going to talk to you guys about it right now, but I will be discussing it next week. I'll probably I may go live on my Facebook page, maybe and also the Carlotta Chat with Facebook page to talk to you guys about um, something that I've been going through that I'm wanting to talk with people, all of women especially, okay, about this. So. I will discuss it with y'all. God bless next week. But child, y'all keep me in your prayers, okay? <laughs> it's
2: been a crazy
1: last three to four weeks. I'm like, whoa! It's been a life changing moment. <laughs> it has been, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, not um, I what I what I this is what I've realized in the in the last few weeks that, um, you know, trials come, you know what I'm saying, It rain. the Bible, my grandmother used to say, it on the what the word of God say, the, they used to love saying, it rained on the just and the unjust, okay, so uh, everybody gets some rain, <laughs> and listen, it is being, this rain, I feel, is for growth, so I am, you know... I consider myself blessed to have To go through it okay so uh, Where that sounds strange And I will talk about it in, in next week I think it, uh, I'll share it with you guys as an audience And it's important that I do that do so Okay so we'll talk about it Within the next week I may do it earlier it Just depends on how Everything's going but I, I, I may have a special show and talk to You guys about it but keep me in your Prayers okay uh, Alright so Child, y'all was upset about me talking about Haley Bailey. What's her name? Haley Bailey and her little boy from DDG, and who else? Jada and them. Okay, look, listen, child. The reason I was so passionate about Haley Bailey, okay, is because I am just so passionate. I don't know DDG. He might be a great guy, you know, from what we've been hearing out in these streets. I don't know. But what I'm just saying to young women and now we're you know we're hearing I'm going to talk about later on in the show about we're hearing now that she's married even though I know that, I mean if, it's, if the young man is not ready or something like that, it's going to be that's going to be even crazier. But what I, I, why I went so passionately hard for you younger you young women is because you have a time and a space, and it's important. I mean, not that you can't do wonderful things as you get, gain age and, and get older, but your youth is so important and how you use your time is important, and when, especially when you're being given gifts and talents. And I know, listen, I know that things happen. It's okay. But I'm just trying to prevent you young ladies from making unnecessary issues, Okay. And Hailey Bailey is making unnecessary <laughs> issues if it's true out here. I wouldn't even be playing like that. I mean, even if she's not pregnant, you know, I know people some have been saying, oh, she really not pregnant. I'm like, why even have publicity games like that? Why even do that? They're just showing me that's crazy, too. But anyway, so, yeah, so that's one that I want to clear up, and I'll talk about that a little bit more on the show. Jada Pinkett Smith, y'all like, Jada, it's a trip a lot of you. Be okay with Jada. Oh, God. Listen, I understand it's not that I'm okay with Jada. And I don't think it's okay that I think that it's not that Jada's okay with herself. I think Jada is letting you in somewhat, not all the, all the way, but somewhat. In, and for, firstly, for you guys who are really nitpicking her book, talking about the time – how she memorizes things or, you know, oh, Tupac wasn't in that jail, he was in this jail, or she might be a week or two off or something like that. That's why it's called a memoir. Memoirs are not exact dates and times because sometimes, too, I can't remember what half the ish I did in the 90s. I'd be like, huh, what date was that? I don't know what date. I might say I was at Choo Choo Bear in the uh, uh, night on my birthday when I was twenty, and I, it might have been the next year, my twenty-first birthday. <laughs> stuff merges together, and it's you no know, so. It's so crazy that people are nitpicking, and I'm like, that's why it is called a memoir. She says in the beginning of her book, that's why people it's important for people to get get so phonics and be listening. Now you can listen to the audio books and stuff like that. She says in the beginning of her book, these are the events to my best recollection, what I can remember. That's what memoirs are. Okay, and I don't know why y'all don't think it's believable for Jada to have some to know some of this. It tells me like a lot of y'all didn't realize her relationship with Tupac it was like she had a they was they had a deep friendship. So it's 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 call her a liar. Maybe I don't know if she is. I wouldn't know because she did really know the dude. She did really hang out with the dude. And some of the stories y'all talking about, like her saying she's drugged up. Jada, Jada been telling that story. So that's why I'm like, I'm not paying no attention because it's like a lot of times people just want to have something to talk about. And I understand because Jada is a great target. You know what I'm saying? She is a flawed human. Okay. So, you know, what I love about Jada is that she's open with those flaws. Most of us aren't open with a lot of our flaws, okay? And she's, she's she's opening up with that. With the blessings of Will, because we're going to talk about that a little later on the show, with the blessings of Will and her children, okay? So listen, there are a lot of people who are Jada Pinkett Smiths in the world, okay? And for Jada, this is her healing and her, her talking about, hey, this is my experience, this is what I'm going through, this is what I'm walking through in my life. It's not perfect, it's messy, it's ugly, it's gruesome, it's not all the way right. And I know today in the age of man spear and I'm not just a man spear but woman you know what I'm saying, everybody trying to be the perfect step for person. Oh, you don't want to embarrass your husband, you don't want to do this, and you... But it, the thing is... It's, when you look deeply into people's lives and stuff Some people are better than others Some people are not But you never know relationships Until you t- Looking from the outside Some of the people you think are the most perfect couples Like we thought Will and Jada was Got a lot of shit going on Okay So calm down There's something, And it goes on in your house too Okay It just ain't on On fleek for everybody to see <laughs> Okay, I know I, need I I know my husband think I'm crazy, <laughs> right? So they happen sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not always perfect. Okay, and so it's just you know, and he not need. I mean, people not need. It's just a the world we live in. It is a, and what is so beautiful about it is when you have long when you have talked to people who have been married a long time. Not all people, okay. Some of y'all understand, ain't had no issues, but most of the time. Even Ruby D and Ozzy Davis. When you if you read some a little bit of Ruby D, they book. Oh my God! When she talks about how Ozzy wanted the relationship open and they opened it up, and for a while it was open until she started messing using her her thing to mess around and stuff like that. When the more long term relationships are, and you look into them, you find some messy ish. Okay. (laughs) And you find that they done stayed together through some wild stuff. (laughs) I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And there are some people who, you know, they've been together. Like, we get ready to talk about Meryl Streep and her husband, okay, 45 years married, and now she is separating from her husband after 45 years, okay? Because you don't know what goes on in marriage. You don't know why people got married. <laughs> you don't know what the motives and all this. That's what I'm just saying. So Jada and Will, you know, telling a T R like this. You know, they just they just showing they showing the the average Hollywood Hollywood ish going on because they got Hollywood. So it makes it even weirder. It's but the way you some people can can relate to not the Hollywood portion of it because that puts an extra sprinkle and extra pressure. Okay, and all kind of other crazy stuff, but to the just the sheer messiness of trying to come together, bring two people together, and trying to see if it's gonna work or shit or not or you know what I'm saying, I mean, even my grandparents would not mind me saying this. even my grandparents, you know when i when i um when I got older i mean when they when I really started talking to them about <laughs> About, like, their marriage and stuff. I found out they was messy sometimes. Like, they were separated at one time. I was like, what? My was <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. I remember my papa said, yeah. You know, I was like, wow. So you find all kinds. Of, listen, let me tell y'all. It be all kind of stuff up in, especially the longer this stuff go, the longer these marriages go. <laughs> okay, so that's what I want to say about Jada Pinkett Smith We'll talk about her a little later on into the show, child, okay Because, you know, um, cause there's some uh, stuff that came out, I think, this week about that and everything All right, um, let me see, what else I want to talk about uh, some so child, I'll be having... You know, I don't have really a show tonight I'm just, you know, I'm just talking <laughs> uh, But, um, let's see Let me see, see, see if I can get y'all Okay All right So, when I come back, y'all We're going to get into... Uh, I want to start off. I don't know, you know, I'm not I don't know if I'm going to talk about some of the news that's out here. I may start off with some news and then we'll talk about uh, Tate Diggs ex-wife and uh what she had to uh say this uh, week about their marriage and why I possibly it possibly ended. Want to talk about the FDA considering a ban on hair straightener, okay? So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, all kind of stuff we're gonna t- try to discuss tonight in hot topics. Meanwhile, y'all, y'all know how I do. We gotta start off and get y'all get a little break here. And where are we gonna go into the <laughs> the break with? Um, let's see. Let's go into treat her like a lady. The Temptations. It's the C.C. Show. I'm Carlotta. I'm up. It's late night hot topics. I'll be back in a moment.
3: Treat her like a lady. Only God can judge me My heart ain't ugly But the thoughts that I drop is heavy
2: Try to budge me
1: my favorite Lenny Kravitz songs I think produced by Disblaze. I think one time I thought it was produced by For real for a longest, but it wasn't it Just Disblaze. But oh my God, I love that song. Have y'all seen Lenny Kravitz the new like video <sighs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh my God. What is up with me like and Gemini's <laughs> Oh my God. Hey That man. Woo. Woo woo. I was like, how old is he? He is beautiful. Woo. Lord, that that little video thing he's been shooting, that's hot. Lord have mercy. Lord. Okay. I was like, oh. Oh. Oh, it's it. I mean, y'all got to see it. I don't know if it's a new video or something, but it just happened. I was scrolling my timeline one day and I saw Lenny like laying in a bed, like half naked, like kind of like the sheet kind of have I was like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> that is me. That's all I gotta say. Okay, that is a fine man. All right, it's the CC show. We are back. I am doing late night hot topics show. Let's talk about it. Uh, thousands of protesters demanding eradication of Israel clash with New York police. Uh, demanding eradication of Israel clash with New York Police Department has rallied delves, delves into chaos. This is today, and I think it's in New York, thousands of anti-Israel protesters passed with police Saturday I after they refused to vacate the Bay Ridge Street. They had flooded for hours, okay? Oh, my God. This is crazy. Oh, something's going to pop off. Y'all just keep the prayers going on, okay? But it says officers began plucking individuals out of the massive flood as well as from the inside of one pickup truck, carrying ralliers of the Palestinian flag waving horde, in an effort to quell the out of control rally, it got pretty heated. A law enforcement source told the Post. Okay, now we are moving into Scorpio season. Okay, hey, what's up, y'all? Scorpios in the house, <laughs> right? But Scorpio season can be it can, it can be a signature for protest because Scorpios are known for speaking up, speaking out. Um, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, right? Um, uh, also, dark times uh, Scorpios can bring are transformative times. Uh, the Middle East. I was listening to an astrologer a couple, of, a few days ago, and it was talking about how. Uh, the Middle East in astrology is ruled by Scorpio, okay? So all the dark forces, dark wars, it's, it's just very interesting. Okay, so as we move into Scorpio season, we're seeing a lot of transformation, upheaval. We have a Scorpio in the White House, right? Scorpio cla- cusper, cusping Sagittarius, probably crazy as hell. But, you know, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot going on. There's a lot going on. The Scorpio with a Libra has VP. Mm-hmm. A lot, okay? So very interesting. But it says, um, it got pretty heated, um, law enforcement told the Post, okay? It says, a young teenager was seen trying to hold an older woman carrying a Zionism and genocide sign who was being yanked by two officers. Some rioters lobbed lobbed eggs and a swarming cop. Protesters continued shouting in the streets as well as chanting over small barbecue fires they set up in the road. Now, this would have been black people out there protesting. For shit we've been going through for a hundred for hundreds of years in America, we would it would have been chaos. It would have been crazy. Like they wouldn't have plucked us. They would be beaten and do all kinds of. But you know, I digress. But it says, New York P- PD confirmed that the approximately two dozen people were taken into custody during the chaos. But it was unclear whether those detained by police were formally arrested by or issued summons. The overwhelming demonstration kicked off hours earlier in one of the largest Arab uh, Middle Eastern communities in New York City. We are calling for full liberation of all to Every single inch from the river to the sea, shouted one protester, repeating a refrain used by Hamas terrorists and their anti-Israel backers. We are not like other groups, simply calling for a ceasefire, added the woman wearing a T-shirt. Of one of the event organizers, the radical leftist group. within our lifetime, we are calling not simply for an end to genocide; we are calling for an end to the siege and an end to the blockade and into occupation. Very interesting. Okay, uh, listen, it's a lot going on over there. Okay, but they're saying, um, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm a person that believes that the, that the mid Middle East and these times, like, this marks the end times. Um, you know, I used to be go to a church in Kansas City where I feel like he was one of the best pastors, you, best theologians of the 20th century was this man named George Westlake. He still, Pastor George Westlake is still alive. He's retired, but he still comes on YouTube and he does his, uh, He, I mean, no, no, YouTube. He's on YouTube, too, but he does also comes on Facebook and he does Wednesday nights he talks he answers questions about the end times and bible times if you believe in that this man is so powerful he was my pastor for many years um he uh he uh he he does such he gives such education great education about if you believe in the end time theories Like, you know, people always say, when was the beginning of the end times? And I always talk about looking to 1948 when Israel became a state. Those are the first signs of the end times. Even the Bible starts predicting, predicts a lot of things about the end times. So it is very interesting how we see all of these things coming to pass at this time in America. And we've got, meanwhile, we've got so many crazy things going on, too, with immigration, illegal immigration. Craziness all across the country. Even in the Bible, it says in the last days, ethnos would rise against ethnos, meaning ethnicity against people would. It would be crazy and stuff. And I feel like this is because the because my personal opinion is the powers that be, the influencers, are setting up situations like this. You know, I always talk about and this. Please, I hope nobody gets offended by this, and I hope Jewish people don't get offended or anything. But I always say that. To me, behind the Holocaust um, were, if you look into the Holocaust, there was a number of people that set set the, um, how can you explain it, set the uh, course for something like that to happen. If you look at the state of Germany, I've talked about this before on a previous show, the state of Germany uh, during, before the Holocaust, what was happening with Germans starving. Germans not getting uh, an- enough things. Uh, the Treaty of this, this, I forget the name of it. started with a V. But that treaty and how it hurt the Germans. Then you see an influx of immigrants. Maybe some Jews and stuff doing well. How that all feeds a narrative. How that hurt. it's just like Americans when you see Americans. Not just to, to compare the Holocaust to that, but I'm just saying these these powers that are above who are who are orchestrating political events and political um, situations and stuff, set the tone uh, for for countries and people to become what they become. You know, uh, of course it was setting Germany up for Hitler. And I always tell people, Hitler didn't come in not saying things that weren't, he contracted Oh God, and I, I don't want to. I don't want people to, because people hate Hitler so much, and I and I understand he was a monster, but Hitler came in making points that were happening to the Germans. He was able to seduce them because of what was going on in Germany, right? And so he was able to seduce them to keep and point them towards the wrong group of people to be angry at, instead of being angry at the powers that be. And it's the same thing to me, not the same thing, not saying that, not the same thing, but what I'm saying is today in America when we see an influx of immigrants and illegal immigration and you've got Americans who are struggling to have ends meet, and, I mean put food on the table, and you've got people breaking the law, crossing the border, they know they're doing it, the government and powers know they're doing it, they're not doing anything about it, Americans are seeing them getting housing food, shelter, when Americans are, start, are struggling to pay bills and finances and stuff like that, and you're meanwhile taking in huge fluxes of immigrants. It sets the stage for people to become angry. For people to start saying, "What the heck? We're citizens, or what does our citizenship mean anything anymore?" And you set, and these powers that be know that, okay? Because I believe what they they believe that there is order out of chaos. They believe they can be the saviors. They could create the chaos and then come to give the chaos some order. Has they like they're the saviors? So I think that sometimes we don't see the power structures behind and the political influencers. Behind uh, these events Okay And our anger and attention Gets misdirected To maybe uh, Illegal immigrants And no, yes they are breaking the law And they should be uh, sent back For breaking the law However We don't look at the power Structure and our attention To that structure And our Um our ability to check that um, that political sphere, so that they won't be influenced by powers beyond. If people are paying attention, it's hard to commit tyranny. It's hard to come against people. Okay, but it's because most Americans are, are in such a defunct state, and they know that that they don't. They're not. They're not very astute politically. And so they don't know how to fight these powers and stuff like that, okay? And the same thing that goes for me to me to me seeing the situation in New York City, uh, with Palestinians, uh uh arguing about the freedom of Palestine, just all so much stuff going on. Israel Israel people upset about that. All kinds of things. There has been there is a political atmosphere that is setting all of that energy up, okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if this year we have some craziness happen um, surrounding uh, so in, in just in the new United States. Period, okay. Um, this is my personal opinion, okay. Um, let's see, what else you got? Let's see here, what else I want to talk to y'all about? Um, Okay, now, this was interesting. Michael Irvin has been talking about his son, who is a rapper, and some people have been like, I'm drinking and talking to y'all. Some people have been like, You know, Michael Irvin shouldn't embarrass his son and everything like that, but a lot of people have been saying, No, this is a good thing. It's good what uh michael irvin is uh uh is doing okay so but um Michael Irvin is calling out his son, for he is um, for his, I guess for his, I guess he, he's been uh, going around and he's been. Um, Doing raps like he's from the streets and stuff like that. So, but here it says former Cowboys player. And this is from Hollywood Unlocked. It says Michael Irvin calls rapper son a poser. Says you grew up in a gated community your whole life. Okay, yikes! Former Dallas Cowboys player Michael Irvin is exposing his rapper son and calling him a poser. He also reminded him about his upbringing and said, "You grew up in a gated community your whole life." On the latest episode of Skip Bayless' FS1 show, Undisputed, Dallas Cowboy legend and Hall of Fame receiver uh, Michael Irvin speaking with Bayless about controversy NBA player John Moran, who has seemingly been wasting away his talent by getting into back-to-back legal trouble with guns and slapping the faces of those who have believed and supported him, has made his way to the NBA. Okay? While offering thoughts, um, around Irvin made a comparison to his own son whose birth name is Elijah, but raps under the monkey er to Tarantino. According to Irvin, his rapper son raps about a life he isn't quite lived, so he called him out and reminded him exactly who he grew up his entire entire childhood in a gated community. let me see, do we have this up there? Do we have the same clip? I think I had it. Michael Irvin talking about his this. Okay, let's see. Let's listen. Take a listen, y'all.
3: It's hard to say, man, I appreciate all the work and all the things that you've done. We've had nothing and you've helped, but, but i got to continue to move and go forward and, and, and try to do things the right way. And, and sometimes that means you don't got to cut people off, but you got to distance yourself a little bit. You can't be with people all the time and running around. i got a son. He, he, he raps. His rap name is Cut Peritino. If you ever listen to some of his raps, I'm like, oh, my God. Where does this come from, son? You grew up in a gated community your whole life, but he's rapping my life because we romanticize and fantasize about that old Doug life, ghetto life and all of that stuff. When, when, when we, when we used to work to get away from it, now we've gotten to a break. Somehow we're running back towards it in the music. And sometimes some of the people that have helped you and everything, you know, in, in the days I was coming up, all of those guys that you see, the John Morantham hanging around, those guys were still around us, Key. But it was, they, they, they were like, get out of here. Stop doing this. You got a chance to make it out of here the right way. So those guys will try to tell you to stop being in your neighborhood. Stop hanging out. Go do what you have to do. It's not like that now. The guys are more
1: hanging on and want to go with
3: guys, and, and, and you're tearing up careers.
1: Okay, so that was pretty uh, very open that Michael Irvin did and Colin A. <laughs> Uh, listen. I, this is what I will say on this note. Cause some people are saying you should you shouldn't have did that. And some people are saying yes he should have and all this stuff. I don't know. What I will say is this. Okay, I hear a lot of parents talk like this too. Have, have black parents especially, who grew up in the crack era, uh, and whose kids have a, an affinity. For ghetto life, or, and they don't know nothing about the hood or the ghetto. <laughs> I even had my little family, a couple of my little family members who definitely is suburban, nothing but white people hanging around, and they was up there rapping hood songs. I was like, what? Yeah, nothing about the hood. What are you doing? <laughs> right? But here's what I think. Because a lot of these parents, when you talk to them, they always be saying, you know, and I tried my best to raise them. You know, so they wouldn't have to deal with that, you know what I'm saying. They wouldn't have to deal with 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 that that lifestyle and that hood, and why I respect that, and I get it. The kids today that are y'all raising not all of them, but a lot of' them, are so they they see they weak, <laughs> and I don't think it's the hood they're trying to get from you guys. I think what they're trying to get is a sense of uh, a lot of black people, a lot of black elites raised their children when they came out of the hood and stuff and gave the communities and everything, and they didn't really talk to them. or um, it used to be so like if you had back in the day in the 70s and 80s, if you had cousins that lived in the suburbs, and Blackish did a good show on this one Halloween. If you had cousins that lived in the suburbs and stuff like that who were more whitewashed, they would come to the hood, and they would know the pe They knew how to navigate the hood. They knew how to navigate the suburbs because the cousins in the hood would help them navigate hood. So <laughs> Even though the cousins would be softer in the, you know what I'm saying, in the suburbs, right? I think what's going on is that the kids uh, kids are growing up in suburbs. the suburbs, a lot of black children having the dream of their parents having everything They've ever wanted They've got iPads, iPhones uh, T I mean TVs All kind of gadgets Things and stuff like that But I believe When they hear you talk And they see you They feel like they're missing the strength That those neighborhoods help develop in you. And a lot of times what happened was when parents get in suburbia, they tend to throw all the stuff at them. Let me just give them a good, I'm trying to give them a good life. I'm trying to give them a good life. But you fail to give them the strength, too, the the street smarts and all those things that you learned you, it, It's more like it, there's an avoidance I'm not saying all parents but a lot of parents You know what I'm saying And a lot of things those kids are admiring Your toughness Your grit It's just like uh, Serena And <laughs> I remember listening to Serena And uh, uh, Serena talking about They were asking her about You know all the stuff that was going on Especially with Naomi Osaka When she was talking about you know the press situation And all that and, you know, Serena was like, yeah, you know, I understand, you know, but, you know, we kind of, we had a little bit more of a cheap, she, I forget what the word she was saying, I don't want to quote her, but she was basically kind of saying we had a little bit much tougher exterior because of art, the way we grew up. You know, them two was playing tennis in the middle of the hood. gunshots <laughs> sw- sw- swirling all around their head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, thugs and gangsters in the park or whatever. So it's a little different. She, they they mental. They're more equipped to deal with the with the hardcore ish, right? And so I don't think it's that kids. A lot of times, like for instance, Michael Irvin's son might be admiring the street life. I think what they admire and what they try to emulate, and they think they've missed what they they've had a misunderstanding from where that strength comes from. They think it comes from talking about, you know, uh, being gangsters or thugs and stuff like that. But that strength isn't developed that way. That strength was developed in those neighborhoods, living in those neighborhoods, getting, uh, uh, like he said, going, going past the obstacles that were in your way. And I think a lot of kids don't understand that. And especially today, you know, when we see in the rap world, you know what I'm saying, we see a lot of people who have made it, who was like former drug dealers, and all that. And kids get to thinking that's was that's a, that's where the strength is, that's where the toughness. But actually, back in those days, I'm gonna be honest with you, the weakest ones in the hood was drug dealer. I mean, drug dealers in they in they um, in the hood because they was doing weak shit. They was following, the, they was trying to be liked and be a part of the crowd. But it was that kid who every day was going past all that stuff, kids who had street smarts and stuff but still wasn't trying to participate. That's where the strength was. And a lot of kids, parents who have made it and stuff, they grew up with that strength in them, and the kids are thinking, wow, you know, when they hear your hood tales, they're like, why don't I got that strength? Like, it's hard. I've been sheltered. I've been giving everything. And I think parents are missing it. I don't think it's – I think – I think it's the develop, I think it's the not giving everything. Uh, teaching how to earn. Get teaching street smarts because you still got to have street smarts, smarts navigating the suburbs, okay? Trust me because you know like rich kids party. I used to go to back in the day. I knew how the house parties worked and the wealthy little white kid and the rich white kids still had more shit than we did, okay? <laughs> going on in their parties and stuff. So sometimes you have to give your kids a different sense of of strength. Like you think you you, you protecting them from, or oh, at least they ain't in the shootouts no more. At least they ain't in this and that and we ain't in this. The hood, all the things that the hood brings, you know what I'm saying? But people fail to understand that the suburbs present their own, uh, 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 uh things, obstacles that kids have to get over, okay? So I feel like, I hope I'm making y'all understand what I'm thinking. That's why I'm thinking that kids like Michael Irvin's son feel the need, they identify with these street figures because you really haven't helped them to develop strength in some ways. I'm not saying that's what's going on with Michael Irvin, but sometimes I think that's what's going on with a lot of parents. Especially black parents, because they're trying to give them everything they didn't have, except, instead of developing in them a sense of toughness to navigate wherever they are, a sense of values and characters, character. And they think because they get in the suburb, they're suddenly, you, you know, I we I don't have to hard parent like my mama. You know what I'm saying? Because, my, you know, where you had the hard parents in the hood and stuff like that, I don't have, this is the gated community. I ain't got, but gated community have a lot. Have you been to a a, a white kids party, I mean, you know, a rich kids party in them gated communities? They have every, some of them have every, not all of them, but a lot of, some of them, not all of them, have drugs, every drug known to man every alcoholic beverage known to man, every kind of shit you can get into known to man, okay? So there's a different kind of sense of toughness you have to give them, not good toughness, but it's a still a street knowledge, a still street toughness. And what happens is a lot of black people tend to be like the movie Good Fences. If you ever, please, go watch Good Fences when they get in the suburbs, okay? They, uh, they tend to not... Um, tend to think it's it's easier, and it's not. And you your kids are missing. They're seeing that grit and strength you had, you developed in your and they want that. They admire that. And uh, they don't. They rather have that than all the shit. Instead of all the shit you giving them. That's why you got a son who grew up in a gated community, but he out here trying to act like he a thug because he thinking. Where do I get that strength? Where do I get the street smart? Like my dad, had? where do I get this and that and this and that? And what's happened is a lot of parents have, have think thinking, suburbs, I don't have to pass on the same strength. I don't have to teach them how to navigate. You kind of leave them out there to fend for themselves and give them a lot of things instead of, Building up into them that strength and care. And I hope y'all get what I'm saying. I'm not saying every black parent in the suburb. I'm saying a a lot of times that's what I'm hearing from black parents who grew up in hoods when they bring their kids to the suburbs or wealthy communities and they've made it and stuff like that, they tend to not parent as toughly. You know what I'm saying? Because they they think, oh, we're in the safe valley. But you're not. That's That's a different kind of ghetto. (laughs) <laughs> the world is a ghetto But that's a new kind of ghetto Okay And so you have to give your kids The strength part portion of it doesn't stop It isn't just throwing things That you never had at your kids It's still saying I'm going to pass you on down the strength I got Right you, ain't, you may not have to run From no gunshots in the hood Or gangs in the hood But you got your own set of pressures In the suburbs you might have to deal with racist chatter. You may have to deal with somebody not liking how you, your hair, or making you feel bad about the color of your skin, or you may have to uh, navigate through where you can where you can go to parties and have any kind of cocktail and drugs and stuff you want, and you got to navigate through. Hey, being tough and saying no, and you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's a different kind of toughness, and I think a lot of uh, times a lot of black parents have not. Thought about that, and they realize they look up one day and they realize these kids are soft. What's going on here? I, by the time I was thirteen, I I was staying. I was a left kid. I was staying at home by My mom be working all night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the kids is listening to you, and they're like, "Well, I got my own set of ish to deal with here, you." But you think it's easier. You think it's an easier thing, and you're not parenting. You're not. You're not tailoring your parenting. I still need the same strength you have, but it's a different vibration. You get what I'm saying? I hope y'all get what I'm saying. But that's why I think kids from the suburbs tend to emulate um, good things because, in a sense, I really actually believe, especially the 70s and 80s, um, parenting was more uh, intimate. I mean, I remember you know, seventies, eighties, growing up. My my grandparents, great grandpa, everybody, people, great grandparents, my mom, people. Every it was like village a village. You know what I'm saying? Not that it wasn't easy, but people in the hood knew each other. They talked to each other, even though it wasn't the best life. See, this this is what we didn't understand. We were so busy. Yeah, people wanted to get out, but we also didn't think about the beauty of what we were getting. The beauty of growing up in rough places. A lot of times, you know, or the beauty of uh, uh, understanding gangster culture, understanding where that comes from, understanding how people ruin their lives, or understanding seeing things up close and getting. Uh, but at the same time, there was lots of love and lots of love in those hoods. You know what I'm saying? You know, remember the eighties and stuff. You know, you was fast little girl, shoot. They would be like, "Calm down, little girl." You know what I'm saying? You pretty, little girl. you need to calm all that. You know, they let you know. You know, gangsters and thugs and stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, all right, the protections that went on. We, I think that we so busy looking at the bad that we don't. That a lot of people that grew up in those times don't see the beauty of those places too. In hoods all across the country, you know the beauty of connection. That yes, it may have been poverty, it may have been um, uh, chaos that comes from poverty, and all those things that are born out of not having enough. But there also was a sense of community that you people tend to not have. Suburbia, right? There was a sense of community in the hood, like people knowing your mom and your dad. You, hey, I know your blah blah blah. It was, it was a different thing, okay? So I think when you describe that to your children, they like, well, what's that like? What was that like? <laughs> like when you talk about growing up on Soul Train and sitting with your, they like, man. You know, because they're like, you know, they're like, well, we ain't got nothing like that. So sometimes I think we, you, you, you've moved on up like the Jeffersons, but in a sense, you may have lost a sense of community or a sense of 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 um, giving kids a survival skill and a survival set, no matter where they're at. I hope I'm making sense, okay? So oh, that's all I want to say about that because I thought that was very interesting. I thought, uh, you know, man, I mean, I think that that happens a lot. And while I understand what he, he's doing with his son, I also think sometimes that the parents have to see, you know, uh, um, what's going on too, okay? Okay, so child, Britney Spears out in these streets. Now, let me just say this, okay? This is Carlotta one on Theory, okay Britney Spears is coming out with a book And this is from Hollywood Unlocked. It says, it's Britney Spears, HollywoodUnlocked.com. It says, it says, Britney Spears follows in Jada Pinkett Smith's footsteps by dri- dropping a new memoir. We are seeing the toxic singer come clean after claiming for years that Justin Timberlake took her virginity. Uh, we previously reported that Spears is gearing up for the October 24th release of a new memoir called The Woman and Me, where she is telling all from her controversial conservative ship to her rocky relationships, um, She's taking back control over her life. She talked about that she was pregnant by uh, um, Justin and he didn't want the baby and what that did allegedly or whatever. She had to get a she got an abortion and all this stuff. So she's telling a lot of her uh, her business. However, this is very interesting. I'm hearing that she the rumors is is that she's not doing any press now. When I hear stuff like that, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I don't believe she wrote it. I don't believe she's writing too much of damn thing in this book. She might be telling somebody what to what to write. You know what I'm saying? But if she can't do press like Jada, I'm suspicious. Because I was suspicious of the Free Britney Spears movement. I was suspicious of the uh, 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 of, of of people coming against her father, her family, everything. Because listen, I've been looking at her since. I worked those years when when she was under her daddy, you didn't see her doing none of this shit. You didn't see her dancing in front of the screen, acting crazy, sometimes looking like she, she don't know what she had to having the crazy divorces and all that stuff. So to me, sometimes I do believe the music industry can kind of be a crazy place and you can have powers that be that's after catalogs and shit, and I think they about to rob her little ass blind. Okay, they free Britney's movement, in my personal opinion, was a bunch of BS. That's just my conspiracy theory set up that powers that want her shit and want to take advantage of her, okay? And got the people in her life. Maybe her daddy and them where Joe wasn't perfect either. But in the end, when Michael Jackson couldn't do them fifty shows. He was up there Joseph he called Joseph Joseph, I did do the fifty shows allegedly. And Joe bought the promoter, I forget that man's name, they try to talk to what's some people? AEG or whatever that he's calling his daddy, his daddy that he claimed was destructive, abusive, and all this stuff. In the end, he's like, Joe, please come help me. I can't do this. Okay. And so, listen, that's why I don't buy the stories about daddies. Yeah, daddies might be tough. They might be hard. It might be, uh, but I, I noticed her ass was in more control when her daddy was running. Her daddy was over there. I don't care what y'all say. Okay. It looked like to me. There was more checkmate going on when her daddy was in control, okay? I said what I said. And if she ain't out here doing no press, then I'm going to assume that she's not mentally up to par to do so. And then I'm going to question, who's this book really from? I see what I said, okay? I said what I said. She needs to do some interviews. Right, that's what I'm hearing in the street, that they're saying um, she's not doing And I would love to hear her talk about it. If she wants to prove that she's well and she shouldn't have been under that conservatorship, then she needs to be out here talking about it. But if she can't string sentences together and all that, then her daddy probably, like I said, time will reveal, and her daddy probably was a great conservatorship for her. He might have been a little strict. He might have should have been a little better. Maybe he was giving some money out. I don't know. But what I will say, okay, is that it seemed like he was a little bit more in check. And Michael was doing the same thing allegedly back in the day. Michael J. Joseph was up here. Joseph, Joseph, I was singing, me and the rats. I mean, rats singing, the rat being, and all this stuff. Joseph was, they talked about Joseph like, but in the end, Hey? he was he was calling Joseph. Joseph. Wait do I got? We got a right, let me see if I got a radical. Uh, let me see. Let's see if we get that if we got that, uh. Let's see, um, Okay, I think it was here where Joseph Joseph started advocating for him. I'm trying to look at this. Joseph Jackson says Michael was not well enough for London shows. MJ's father and AEG live trade barbs and press over O2 Arena concerts. This was from uh, MTV.com. This was in 2009. If everything had gone according to plan, Michael Jackson would have kicked off his this Is It concert, a spectacular career reviving a series of greatest hit shows at O2 Arena in London on Monday. Instead, Jackson's family and concert promoter AEG Live are trading barbs in the press over whether the 50-year-old King of Pop was even healthy enough to perform any of the scheduled shows to stay nothing of 50. The comeback tour was a good idea, but the wrong idea about it. Family patriarch Joseph Jackson said in an interview with ABC News, Michael told me himself that he agreed to ten shows, but they went and added all these other shows. I was worried about his health. Joe added. No artist can do those many shows back-to-back like that, and so I knew Michael couldn't do all those shows without some respite in between. Michael's father and sister, Latoya, have proclaimed in recent interviews they believe the singer might have been a victim of foul play. Okay, he said he believes it was foul play. Uh, Let me see. Okay, another Jackson family associate, former financial advisor, Leonard Rowe, who is not related to the Jackson ex-wife, Debbie Rowe. So good morning, America. They even, that even though the singer appeared full of energy in a brief rehearsal clip released of by AEG following the Jackson's death, the star was not well and physically unprepared for the grueling concerts, okay? Um, and uh, the, the, the the there was also an article where it says, uh, Michael called Joseph and asked him to come and help him, okay? Now, all that shit talking about Joseph in the end, he got, yeah, what's Okay. Leonard Rowe, the rumors was that Leonard Rowe and Joseph went to AEG, sitting in a meeting, allegedly, and tried to tell them, hey, this boy, he can't do these shows, and people started icing Joseph out, okay? Because when people see you as a money horse, and Michael had been a, 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 a limit because he was pissed at his family anyway. See, that's a weakness. They know you pissed. They know you don't like your family. If you got to listen, let me tell you this. Let me say this to the entertainers out there, okay? No, let me tell you this, okay? And I know you can have some. Listen, I'm a person that understands you can have some fucked up family, okay? I ain't, I ain't again. <laughs> you have some messed up family members, okay? I ain't saying go get your messed up family members, okay? I'm not sure what I'm saying. But I'm saying have some people around you. That you love and trust That are like your family But be careful talking-ish about your family Okay, you know what I'm saying Because these people will use that against you And I really believe that's what happened in Michael Jackson's case Michael Jackson, in my personal opinion, spent so many years Dogging Joseph's ass out, and it wasn't, and, and it doesn't mean that Joseph wasn't tough. He wasn't hard. That's the era Joseph comes from. Them black men in those eras was different. It was different. Okay, he built up a little super, uh, super family, <laughs> super musical family. Okay, but he he probably wasn't well liked the things that he had to do and say in order to develop the family. And maybe sometimes he didn't do always the right thing. Okay. But in the end, now, see, just the same thing with Britney Spears. Britney Spears, I, I, you, I, I want freedom. But do you have freedom, girl? Or is it another taskmaster over you now that your daddy ain't? See, listen, let me tell you something. Your family ain't always right, but you know if your family, like I got like to I say, even Beyonce, Okay, listen here, okay? No, oh, no, 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 no. I always say they always come back, Daddy. Matthew, they come back. But she's going to do that Destiny Child tour. She going to walk back to you. I and mean, it, it, it don't matter. I don't care. You know, Joseph, I mean, listen, a lot of these men wasn't right, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying they was, but that's how they, they built. If it was not for Joseph, there would be no the, the Jackson. And if it show in the hell wasn't for Matthew, it would be no Beyonce. I said what I said. I mean, if it wasn't for Beyonce, let's say if it wasn't for Matthew, there would be no Beyonce. Did Matthew, was Matthew good to, in to, 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 to shit handling famous, Do you do some wild shit? Yeah. Did you do some shit that wasn't no good? Yeah. But who you think you could trust more, your daddy or your live nation? Let me chat, child. Let me go. Let me stop. Okay, life show. Life shows some shit. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who's really the monsters out here? Okay, so they people will know. People will know, them these monsters will notice yo 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 family weaknesses and shit, and will drive wedges in between so they can come up in them wedges. And in the end, they work you like a work hard. Okay? And you little. Know, I need my dad. De- Y'all yeah, said baby, she got through these renaissance tours because she might make been called Maddie, Maddie, you, I can't make it. You know, we don't know what the shit was going on, okay? But I'm just saying because at first she was looking like her ass didn't look really alive cuz she got to Kansas city to the end of the show. She's like, shit, this is the end. <laughs> she broke her ass up. <laughs> but I'm just saying, what they put on you, you need to do another uh, after this you need to do another hundred city tour for the next album. And you like she like, I can't do it. DC Mike out. Pi Matthew. People say, Well, what about Jay Z? Eh. In the end I'm telling you, be daddy. Okay? That's why I that's why all the daddies that y'all complain about, say like these celebrities complain about. I'm not saying the daddies ain't ain't shit dudes, but I'm saying that they, they, they do care for their kids. They did create these products, which their kids happen to be, their humans, but they happen to also be a product to society, right? So, it, it, you know, I say the same thing with Britney Spears. Britney Spears, in the end, I mean, you're going to probably understand, you might going to wish your daddy was still there, okay? And I noticed her daddy being quiet. Let me tell you something, that says another thing, too. Her daddy ain't said nothing. He like, alright, I'ma let you, I'ma let y'all do what y'all do to me. I'm gonna let y'all treat me like I ain't did, I ain't been right to my child. I'm gonna let y'all act like, say stuff about me and my family. Yes, we probably ain't being perfect, but I ain't saying nothing. I ain't gonna try to take up for myself. I ain't gonna try to do nothing. And they say he kind of sick right now too, girl. You better be careful, 'cause that might be your biggest advocate. When he gone, he probably really act a fool Okay, so that's what I'm just trying to say Okay, we gotta, got to, sometimes Y'all got to peep game around here, okay And it just looked like she this is, I'm just saying, it's just having to be Looking, I could be all the way wrong But to me, it looks wilder Um What's going on Uh, uh now with her Than it was on her daddy yet, okay <sighs> Okay, uh, what is it? I'm not gonna do we got to talk about d d g and uh, listen i' listen it's so hard when you when you're young and you're trying to have relationships with other people who trying to be celebrities and oh Jesus, I mean. And a lot of y'all will be saying, talking about people bitter because people are warning her because this is a person who did write a song about her. This is a person, allegedly he wrote a song talking about a famous bitch. And see, even putting that out, even if you were just talking about another experience, even putting that out with her running around here is still problematic. It's problematic to her. To her image and to her product, it's like there has to be some understanding you know when you are when you have a career, and let me just say these to you young ladies out there, okay, young men too, when you have a career and it is extremely important to you, and you are dating someone. And you say, hey, you know, um, I understand. It's kind of like what people are saying about Jada Pinkett and Will, which I'm going to get to in a minute, okay? But Will and Jada got so much money now, they can say whatever the hell they want to say. <laughs> but I'm saying at Jada's held herself. It's been, Will is established 20 times over, okay? Uh, but, so now's a good time to write memoirs where she's been quiet. For many years, okay, uh, kind of been the glamour wife or whatever. Since the last ten years has been kind of wild. Um, when you're starting off, you're young in your career, and you're young in your relationships. Always pick somebody. Try to pick somebody that is as serious about their where they're going as you are. Somebody who can uplift you tell you the truth, not lots of you do not because just because somebody tell you the truth don't mean that they're being uh um what is it um they're being mean towards you and stuff like that. sometimes it's just people trying to help you. I always have somebody that's honest with you tells you the truth, but most of our values. What you do And values you If they don't value your career Value you as a person Which is which You as a person Makes you a part that That's all a part of your career And value how they show up in the world Being with you Because you know you're a very public You're a persona And you know you say Hey I know this is tough but yo, you can't be trolling fans and stuff talking about you a rich bum. You can't be uh because what you speak <laughs> Words are powerful, right? Right? What you peep, what you speak and what you write. And he's young and he ain't got no sense, common sense. See, that tell has a woman that starts telling you some things. You got to see, "Hey, are you here to sabotage me?" No matter how much they're saying, oh, I love you and "I oh, baby, you know, this and that, and, 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 the, and the sex is good, whatever it is, are you sabotaging me in my life and my purpose and where I'm going? Are you fitting that? If you are not, then you need to move the hell out of the way. Okay? So that's what I say with situations like Haley Bailey. Okay. this looks like to me as I, look, I said it before this looks like a situation now they're saying she married married the guy and, and there was a room there was a rumor that Xamarin magazine leaked an article that' saying um uh um that there 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 may be they may be married, and you know okay that's good so so uh so that's good. And the reason uh, we 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 talk about Haley Bailey so much is because it's not just Haley Bailey's in entertainment. There's Haley Bailey's in college. There's Haley Bailey's all around. And not so much we care about her in DDG. But we're saying this because we're trying to help you young girls recognize when somebody, and he might, the young man might not even realize that he's sabotaging her shit. You know what I'm saying? He might think, I'm just acting myself, being myself. I'm just doing what, why your fans can't, and it really, it may be just a sense of you're mismatched. Maybe it's a sense of, hey, guy, you can't handle your listen, you. I. This, what is your goal? Is your goal to be? You have to decide what your goal is to be. You know what I'm saying? When you get involved in relationships, who you are has a person, a woman is very important. Okay, when you're young, developing who you are as a person and what you want, maybe. Haley Bailey want to be D.D.G.'s wife, and that's it. Maybe she's done with the entertainment business. I'm like, cool, go and be his wife, do whatever you got to do. (laughs) That's what you, you don't, maybe you don't want, she ain't, she don't really want it no more. Okay, and I can respect that. Then move out the way so these other little girls can get at it. You know what I'm saying? But for you young women who are trying to have careers and things like that very early in your career, pay attention to how, how that person values you and values the thing and the purpose you are put here for and the thing you do. And if they don't value that, same thing, young men. If you're a basketball star and you like, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use that as an example. Okay, you're a basketball star, you dating somebody, and you got to be at practice every day at 5 o'clock. Now, you got a girlfriend, you like, hey, babe, every day at 5 o'clock from 5 to 7, I can't talk to you, straight basketball, right? I'll talk to you at 745 at uh, 8 o'clock. But she's up there every day at 445 talking about if you and your basketball practice, why you can't spend no time with me? Why is I always about basketball? And you that already told her, because you got a mission and a goal, I want to go to college. I want to play college basketball. I want to go to the NBA or whatever. And you have to set yourself discipline. But she keeps screwing up your discipline. Yes. See, you got a question. You got to say, even no matter how much passionate and how much you like each you other, know, you got a question. Is this chick to chick for me? Because she's sabotaging me right now with one of the most important things I want to do. And if you haven't talked to that person and helped them understand, hey, I'm trying to be a baller, I'm trying to be this and this and that, and they continue to sabotage you, and they continue to drain you, then you need to question that thing, okay? Or they don't they they, they don't care anything about you. Like you might be saying, hey, right now um, I'm going to use a condom well yeah, have sex. So let's just say, like, for instance, I can't afford it kids and they're like no I want to (laughs) cut you know what I'm saying or the man is saying for you trying to sabotage you you got to ask whether they value the same things you value that's all I'm saying I'm trying I'm telling y'all wild scenarios because this is a scenario people young kids we find themselves in and sometimes don't know how to make the decisions or the right decisions and it starts early in your life You have to make these powerful decisions about love and relationship. And trust me, you'll make them the rest of your life. But you have to be able to make these decisions about, you know, who, what is best for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to take a break. I wanted to say that because a lot of people was going, off about the Haley Bailey, DDG thing. That's where I was more concerned, okay, because everything – It's not her particularly, but it's that uh, so many young girls are in these situations in other ways, okay? Like if you were going to school and you got a little boyfriend that's always coming around, or a little same thing with a guy, you got a little girlfriend that's always disturbing your study time. And when you're in Torah, hey, babe, I'm trying to stay in here at Mo House. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to stay at Florida State. I study, and she always coming up there and messing. With t- yeah, you a distraction. Are you here to help me? You know what I'm saying? So we'll get back. We'll get all that. I will talk more when we get back about more stuff. And I'm going to Jada Pinkett and Will when I get back, so I can answer that for y'all too, because y'all was saying stuff, you was mad at me about that. Okay, so we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I wanted to get that Halle Bailey and my deeper thoughts about that out. Of the way Okay so you guys Let's listen to a little bit of Maxwell Off this is the CC show I'm Carlotta it's late night I'll be back in a moment
3: meant to be made alone can I come through it with-
0: For the very best in government, politics, celebrity, entertainment, music, news, tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio.
1: What's up, y'all? It is a late night. I am here talking about Hot Topics Saturday. I'm trying to get y'all Hot Topics in, okay? I know I said I was going to be doing less of these shows, but then I keep changing my mind. You know how I be doing. Okay. It might be less later on. Okay. But you know, it is what it is right now. Okay. All right. That was Maxwell and off. Okay. Maxwell, was he at like Norfolk or something tonight? I saw some of the video. Yeah. Uh, my aunt, it was so funny because my aunt was like, are you going to see him at the in New Orleans at the classic? And I was like, no. <laughs> But then I did, so I looked and I said, well, maybe, should I try to make that trip? Because <laughs> I thought about it because it was like, I was like, dang it. So, you know, it's right after I have something uh, big going on with me. And I was like, man, maybe I should go, you know, to lighten the load and lighten my energy, you know, after that time or something like that. So who knows? I don't know. Okay. And then my friend was like, are you, you seriously not going on the, I said, no, I've I, I made that decision. Okay. I think. So, no, yeah, right now for the cruise, so no, for me. But, uh, yeah, uh, but they're doing more advertising of it. I'm seeing a lot more now, okay, the cruise, okay. Let me tell you what would probably be smart. You know, more advertising is good, but, you know, it'd be cool to neatly see you do live talking to each person that's going to be on your cruise. That's my personal opinion, okay. I mean Maxwell, somebody know Maxwell, him know. <laughs> you know, get people hyped about it. I mean, it seems like it's you know, selling well, okay? So, in spite of you know what, y'all know. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about more uh, news out there. Let's talk about Edina Menzel saying talking about her interracial relationship with K D played a large part in the pair's divorce, okay? This is according to um the Messenger.com, it says, the Tony Award-winning actress opened up to Jesse Tyler Ferguson about um, how race impacted her former marriage to fellow actor Tay Diggs. It's been nearly a decade since former Broadway power couple Adina Menzel and Tay Diggs first separated after 10 years of marriage, and Menzel recently opened up about the more complex reasons for the pair going their respective ways. The thing that came into play more, I would say, and Kay has talked about it too, is the interracial aspect of it. Menzel told friend, told friend and colleague Jesse Tyler Ferguson over a candid conversation and a meal on the Modern Family stars' podcast, Dinner on Me. The actors first met while working on Rent, which debuted in Broadway in 1995 and were married in 2003. The Frozen story went on to explain that the differences in race, ethnicity, and sexual orientation didn't have an impact within their theater cohort. We all love each other and sleep with each other, as she put it, adding that things change drastically out in public, away from a tight-knit, inclusive space. Tay was on the cover of Essence and Ebony and being interviewed by all of these black journalists. And I think he had his own stuff to deal with, with that, Minzel shared. And it seemed like there was some disappointment in the community with him because he was married to a little white Jewish girl. And so I took on that, too. Diggs and Minzel uh Virgin of choice. Okay, let me just say this: the community didn't give you that much. You know, the, <laughs> the community is not responsible for your divorce. I mean, I, I I I don't think that's what she was saying, but it sounded kind of like that's what she was saying. What I think happens in a lot of these interracial relationships. First of all, let me just say this: I do believe what we see in Hollywood a lot of times. A lot of black people sometimes get discouraged and talking about when they in Hollywood, they always picking white girls, or when they singing, they always picking white women or white men or whatever. I do believe believe there's a psychological lean towards how uh Hollywood picks talent. Doesn't mean these people are very talented they're not very talented, but I think also Hollywood preys on idealism, weakness, uh the weak. I do believe that. Some people are strong in their in disciplined in their talent, but they not may not be strong in uh uh, their mindset regarding race, regarding um, how they show up in the world. They may be confident in creative exploits and talent, but not confident in how they see themselves, how they understand themselves, you know, um, as humans on the planet and their experience, right? KD, uh, this is what I think happened. I, this is quite a one-on-one theory to me that happens with a lot of these men who marry interracially. And like she said, they were in the close confines of the theater group. I think that a lot of times, not all the time, and I'm not saying this is going on with Tay Biggs, but it could have been. Black people in America, especially in America, if you grew up black in America, in black traditional America, race has hit our people hard. America was one of the most racist, yet had a lot of opportunity country on earth, okay, in terms of how black Americans were treated throughout uh, the Civil Rights era after 1865, after Emancipation Proclamation, failed reconstruction separate water fountains and segregation in the, in the South, to how uh, we viewed ourselves, how race was handled on plantations in America with colorism, so many things going on. Um, there is a lot of black rage, black um, mental issues right? When you've been under that kind of racial energy, and that's like nowhere else in the world. I mean, you know, every there's other places that are racist and they have similarities and stuff like that, but America had its own special pot of how they handled slavery and chattel slavery and the emotional abuse that was done, right? So Not that it wasn't that going on over the world, but America was different, okay? And, I mean, we tend to see that in the story of America, you know? Um, So you will have a lot of people who will not, like, grew up in certain areas where they may be racially in denial and not dealing with the hurt that race has done. So a lot of times you may have black men who don't understand, like, oh, I, I, I have a preference for white women. But maybe there is a reason for that preference. Maybe that preference is because you've been racially damaged. How you see black women, how you see your black mama, how you see the black women in your life, has society a racist society shaped how you see women, black women of color? Has it made you bitter? Has your mama made you bitter? You get what I'm saying? And so when you come outside that, when he came outside that world and he gets confronted with those questions about, well, you know, what made you decide day iteration and stuff like that? And has he probably found himself at a tug of war in his own self with those questions because he hadn't asked those questions before he married her? And that's probably where the damage was done because what she probably didn't realize is that she might have been dealing with somebody who was who had been uh, who racism in America had made sick. You know, I always say when you have an interracial couple, you have to. It's just like even when you have two black people or stuff like that. You have to really have a discussion about psyche, and you always have to do, even in marriages, because sometimes you know people with each other some of and stuff, but always understanding, what is your motive, why are you doing? It? Why did you marry? Because a lot of times, well, I remember I was in college, and there was this white girl, uh, she was trying to she kept trying to hang around the black girls or stuff like and I was like, this shouldn't be you." And she was really trying to hang with uh, me and I was like this is she's strange why is she always going to hang with me so one day me and my girlfriends went up to her room her dorm room and she had a picture of one she had just a bunch of pictures of black guys on the floor so I already was doing I said ah so she's trying to hang with us and we way she give me black dudes okay so uh, I was already peeping game but it was something she said during the course all my friends were going, oh, who is this? Is the guy on this wall, he was very good looking. And all my friends were like, he's fine, you know, and all this stuff. She said, oh, he doesn't like black girls. Oh, he dates his white girls. And they were like, "Well, You know, my friends and stuff like that. But me, I'm like, hmm. I said, so, wait a minute. I said, who is that to you? And she said, he's one of my best friends. I said, interesting. I said, so you have a lot of friends that are black girls, right? And she's like, yeah. And I said, so you find it okay that he doesn't like black women? And she was like, I don't know what you mean. I mean, I can't choose who he likes. So I'm like, yeah, but he's racially uh, prejudiced against his own women, and you find that not to be a problem. And yet here you are trying to hang with black girls again. <laughs> right? I mean, do you not know, see that as a problem? I don't understand what you're saying. I'm I'm that's what she was saying to me. I don't understand what you're saying. I said, and how many times does he talk about black women around you? She said, I mean, I don't know what you mean. I said, I mean, when he's discussing with you why he doesn't like black Well, he says he, don't like, he doesn't like black girls because of the way they act, because of this and that. And I said, what do you do to combat that? She's like, well, I really don't know. He's from that group. I said, but you got white girls. You got white friends. As a matter of fact, you hang around some – I mean, you got black girlfriends. As a matter of fact, you hang around black girls right now. So a lot of my friends are like, gee, gee, oh, man, you're going so hard on us. Don't be so – I said, no, nah, because I'm really wanting to know what's up. She think it's cute. Yeah, she got, she best friends with a dude that don't even like his own people. And she ain't, she don't feel like it's a question, but yes, yeah, she want to hang around y'all. Yeah. So I said, it was nice talking. It was nice knowing. You. I never talked to that girl again on campus. My friends can tell you. And later on, my friends saw to too. So she's just trying to hang around us a good black I said, well, you should have known that because she's friends with a person. Said she said she's best friends with a guy with a black man who disrespected, who did not like black women. And how can he be friends? with somebody who ha who's black and who got self hatred and stereotypes. Like you don't want most people who healthy don't want to be friends with people who got a lot of self hate. Like if I had if I had a a, a a white guy friend and he just told me he hate white women, I'd be like, that's strange. Why do you hate white women? <laughs> like that's self hate to me. Like what's what's the deal with that? I mean, what's wrong with that? You ain't met every white woman. You know what I'm saying? So to me that's the red flag. In friendship. How am I be friends with them? I got friends that's white women Where's the, I don't get you I don't get you. <laughs> right? So so to me, I, I feel like a lot of times people will marry people with these self hating energy and these women will feel sometimes that they're better than oh well he doesn't like black girls. He we dated but you know and it'll make you feel like that's a flex. You'll marry this man knowing he don't like his kind, knowing he got uh, racial probably issues and problems, yet you say, well, I don't really have anything to do with it. I mean, he does like white women, but he doesn't seem to like his own kind. Well, I would see that as an issue. If I was dating a white man who didn't like bl- 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 white women, I'd be like, well, what is your problem? You got a fetish or is something going on with you? Is something wrong So they don't ask these questions. And so a lot of times is what you'll have is you're not realizing you're married to somebody who has issues, mental issues. Like I talked about Meghan Markle. And I said, I think here you didn't realize black rage and race rage and what's going on with Megan and how Megan sees the world racially and things like that. You don't know understand how much uh race damage can happen in America. It's like, um, even when uh what is it? Uh black women, I remember black women get got mad at nice today white women. They got mad at uh, uh who who else is it? Uh Michael Ely for hiding the Arab girl he was <laughs> I mean, I mean, because black women feel like, whoa, like, were you playing us? Or, like, when they think about Maxwell and Maxwell was dating, like, girl, people, people are hot. Yeah, was hot, y'all was hot. That's one of my favorite times. I always talk about that. But because uh, there is so much r- rage around race, you know, race in America and how we see things and how we explore things. And I think sometimes when you date outside your race, that the one thing you have to explore is stereotypes and race. Do you like this person for this person? Or do you like this person because uh, you have a fetish or you've developed some sort of uh, self-hate energy? Or you'd be surprised. Like I've heard people say stuff like, I like white men because I want to have a yellow baby. Or I want a mixed baby. I don't want a baby that looks like it's crazy shit. It's people that are so psychologically damaged from race, and you see it a lot in the diaspora too. Very interesting. I just say that when you has if you're a person who, who dating somebody of the other race of another race, it is your Duty, in my opinion, to explore why they've chosen you, and recognizing: are you a pattern? Are you a fetish? Is this somebody who has self hate problems? And I want because it'll come out in your marriage. And that, to me, is personally why Tay Diggs did not stay with his wife because what was happening is those questions that he hadn't asked himself and she hadn't asked him had come and made him start questioning where is race, where do I fit in? Should I be married to I mean, you know, a black woman. How do I feel about a black women? Probably all those things in your head, you're struggling, Am I still out? Am I this and that? Those are inner thoughts and inner things. And maybe probably because they did not explore those things. And she kinda of said that because they were in a theater kind of thing and they were, you know, exploring the road of Broadway, which is uh you know, probably presented racial dynamics that she didn't notice but he did and just probably ignored you know so um i say that it's your duty even when you're dating someone in the diaspora i even say this if you're a black person you two black people dating and you're from one person's from jamaica or they families from jamaica and you from uh hate you need to explore each other's background is there a respect and an affinity for do, does this person have a respect and affinity for where you come from from your people or your people's background and stuff like that uh do uh do you understand or do they understand you if you're a black american you dating someone outside of even black american uh hey do you understand what black america is do you respect black america as a group you know or do you respect uh, uh afro latinos as a group you know what i'm saying so you have to ask all those questions because those are because those are questions because you're dealing with different you're dealing with people with different experiences Raised by different people in different households, and black on black. When you marry to black and black people, you have to talk about differences and stuff. Black Americans and Black Americans, or something like that. But you definitely have to do when we're talking about race, we're talking about the diaspora, any of those things, where things are very different, okay? And you don't share generality and uh, and culture and stuff like that. So that was very interesting. I thought very interesting that they, that she talked about that, okay? Um. What's next we're gonna talk about Will Smith and Jada. Okay. How um, Will Smith must showed up this week. And Will was like, I'm gonna support Jada. Okay. Will is unbothered. Okay. <laughs> Will is showing up to support Jada and her book. And remember I told y'all that Jada Will was there when Jada was open opening the opening up uh her book. Okay, so uh so it's it's gonna be interesting. Let me see. Let me try to put this here. Uh, Pull it up So all y'all who about Will and feeling bad uh, Will, Will likes this woman Okay I'm just telling y'all how it is I've been telling y'all this for the longest Y'all ain't believed me I've been telling y'all what J.D. is Why he like her Why he, why he feels like He just did it Okay but this this is according from E. This is from E. um He knew um, B News, Entertainment uh, uh, dot, Entertainment News, MSN. It says, ever since Jada Smith kicked, uh, kicked out the publicity tour for a new memoir, Worthy, last week, the public has been learning a lot about her marriage to Will Smith, namely that the couple separated in 2016. But in some ways, it seems their current relationship is as strong as ever, which the two affirmed Wednesday night by appearing together at a hometown book event for Pinkett Smith. So, uh, though Smith had jokingly posted an official statement to Instagram that morning, he morning he clearly had more to say, I just really want to come out and just be here and hold it down for you the way you have held it down for me. And I believe that, okay? Smith told his wife before a packed crowd at the Enoch Pratt Free Library in Baltimore, according to the Baltimore Sun, we have had a very, very long and tumultuous relationship. We call it folks. It was brutal and beautiful at the same time. Um, several members of the extended Smith family were also in the town, including Pika Smith's mother, Adrian Benfield-North, had two children, Jada and Willow, plus Trey Smith, Will's son was a, from a previous re- relationship with Cherise and Peanut. So Cherie was there. He was also on Okay, Hey, these people all know what Jada's about. Everybody know what Jada is up in that family? And everybody could be. <laughs> So you don't want to leave these people alone, okay? Jada's just telling her truth, okay? This is the event with mostly billed has a talkback between Pinkett Smith and CNN legal analyst Laura Coates about the book. During their discussion, Pinkett Smith seemed to affirm that she and her husband are no longer separated. Will and me are good, Pinkett Smith told Coates on stage. All the people who don't understand and got something to say are just going to have to fall in line. The truth of the matter is I'm not leaving Will's side, and he's not going to leave mine. We've been on a powerful quest and I'm happier than I've ever been. Okay, so they back together, okay? leaving people alone, okay? They they trying to make it work. Okay. They just telling y'all all they dirt. I see what's going on a little bit. It's a cleansing. So they can try back in a new space. Okay? They trying to have a cleansing, a come to Jesus meeting. Okay, we, we they out here now. They out here doing the most of it. <laughs> Okay. So David so just having a cleaves 'cause so they're real back together so they so y'all won't y'all can stop calling them uh because they them days is they trying to tell you just a little bit about them days. So yes, we was doing some wild stuff, but you know, not in my regulation. As David said, it wasn't wild to me. <laughs> but they here to tell you they was participating probably in some stuff that was wild back in those days, okay? Hey, a lot more. They might have been they might have been the original allegedly T. I and Tiny. I didn't say about T I and Tiny. That's what y'all been saying in these streets. Will Smith and Jada might have been the original T I and Tiny. Okay? <laughs> Leave the people alone. <laughs> Leave Jada alone, okay? <laughs> Jada understand whether they understand perfectly what it is. Okay, these people supporting and getting that money from that book—they they own some money, so They it's a, they they on a whole nother vibe. Okay, now let's talk about because I was talking about the kids is embarrassed. They ain't looking embarrassed to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's see. What's okay, up? Uh, is about wheel? Okay, uh, I'm gonna pull up the this is, this is a mirror street right now. No, let's talk about this first, okay. Uh Tyree's ex-wife filing regrets filing for divorce. This is according to RonSnex.com. Three years ago, Samantha Lee filed for divorce from R&B singer Tyrese Gibson after three years of marriage and one child together. Samantha admits she had the wrong people in her ear that were just in her marriage the way she did. Interesting. Okay. Let's see you, squad. What are you talking about? What you out here doing? Let's see. Let's, Let's talk about this, okay? Let's see what she's talking about. Okay, now this is her on the Players Club 01, okay? Let's see if we can listen. What happened
2: to me? Nah, I got it. Okay, I think I got it. That's the wrong thing up. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> I don't know who she became. I realized that this was a woman that was very simple. Ah, uh, celebrities! I don't need to live, be around. Now, this is. Now I'm a simple girl. Now you want twenty thousand dollars a month for a one year old? Now you've hired three law firms try and knock my motherfucking head off. I did nothing to you to create that. Like you should be able to say physical value that made
1: you Okay, that's Tyree let's, let's see if we can get this other part here. Tyrese. And that was according this is according to Ronsa dot com here. Um let's see, where's
3: I
2: don't know
1: who she is. I don't know who she became. I realized that this is a woman that. you are gonna to try to get the video for Samantha talking.
2: Would not. I would. I would. If it was me talking to me in that moment, I'd be like, "No, don't do this." Do you see how you're reacting to this? Like you're so emotional.
0: You're. Yeah.
2: You're going. You're. You know. You're. You don't. You can. I can tell you don't have peace about this. Like I know that this is not where you're supposed to be right now. Like, you, you give it time. Be more patient. Like, wait till the death of... I, I probably would have... I definitely would have told me in that moment, no. Got it. Lawyers, of course, No, families don't win in divorce. course. Yeah, I've heard that before. Lawyers win. Uh, they win. We, families don't win. You don't win when a family broke, is broken apart. I think Jay-Z said this. He's like nobody wins in the family feud. Yeah. Nobody. It's not a situation where somebody is a winner, um, but you, you basically say, and it when you get lawyers involved, and, there, you know, there was a therapist that was speaking to both me and him, a marital therapist at the time, that when I told him my decision, he was like, uh, you know, when you get lawyers involved, it gets up to me. He told me that, and you know, I didn't even realize I don't think I even realized how ugly it would get. Well, in my ear at that time it would not have made that decision I wouldn't. And that's the truth. I um I tried my very best at this point in my life to be what I didn't have in that moment. Um, because I think that I was um women were like, I'm an extremely emotional person. People that know me know that about me. I'm the kind of person that, like, <laughs> and I can ruminate. I can get so lost in my thoughts. I know a lot of women are like that. Like, we're a lot... Of, not all of us, right? But some of us are. Just like a lot of men can be like that. But I know women specifically, I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to be done. I can't stand this. You don't do this. You don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. We're just focusing on these things. And because you don't have... You don't have a certain um, person in your life to say, to check you and say this, what about this, what about this, what about these strengths, what about what he's not doing, what if, like those types of things. Um, that, that, can, that can get you thinking about the positive aspects of this person that you may not be thinking about when you're upset. You're only thinking about what you're mad about. You're not thinking about all the other positive aspects of this person. Um, and so in those moments, you need somebody to be the, the person for that person. Yeah. Um, in those
0: Okay. Listen. Oh, Jesus. Okay.
1: Very interesting. Uh, first of all, to hear what Tyrese says that when you meet, she he met her in a $12 dress and wasn't interested in sundresses. No, Tyrese, you should have got a chart. Uh Meeting a Scorpio in a $12 dress means nothing. It means, listen, let me just say this, okay? Uh, Scorpio women always like a sense of power. That's not, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, she was attracted to you probably a little bit because you're Tyrese. That doesn't mean that uh, that's the only thing she likes. But Scorpio women love men who love people who handle power well. Okay, uh, it isn't um, um, a bad thing. It's our, our our zodiac likes powerful people. It, it our, our zodiac likes power in some instances, power dynamics and stuff like that. She's probably being denial about this, but you know, uh, yeah. Tyrese, it's going to change, especially when you introduce her to a lifestyle. That is very good, okay? Um, Samantha, what do I say about this Scorpio who's had given him a cold winter? And now she seems to be changing the story. Hmm.
2: This is interesting.
1: I, want, I have to look at her chart. <laughs> um, what I would say probably about this might be a lot of Libra there. No offense. But um, Scorpios are usually pretty sure. I have a lot of Libra in my chart. So sometimes I can be indecisive. I can be an emotional creature, but I can also be a very airy one too uh and be straight logical um but usually when a scarf is done a scarf is gone like you not all the time but when we do, it is something that she must be missing <laughs> mm. Very interesting that she says that. Now, she's also a very spiritual person. So she could be speaking, maybe she's trying to wave the peace flag at Tyreek. Okay? So this may be, it may not be, I want to get back with you, but it may be like, I understand. I'm trying to hear it from my point of view. I understand I moved too quick. I hurt your feelings. And this and that, I get it. I understand you also. So she may be trying to throw out. That flag is a peace flag, and be like, uh, uh you know, uh, keep him off her back, you know. Uh, I mean, Tyrese technically, to me, is still there and still very much likes you, Samantha. If you want to go back.
0: <laughs> uh
1: this is very interesting. Um I would just say that, um did you jump off that train too soon in terms of, you know, um now you're seeing and this could be the results of being a single mother the result is tougher for me. As she said she would have realized she would have realized somebody had somebody there to say this and that, this and that, this and that. So uh, Samantha may be coming more evolved as a person to understand. I shouldn't have got so much in my emotions. I need to think this aspect through before I left this, Negro. You know, I should have said, realize I'm going to be parenting on my own. I'm going to be doing this on my own. I may to put up with a lot of his BS, but was his BS, Really worth me leaving and getting all this backlash and stuff from it that I'm getting. It makes me think Tyrese might be right. Her doing this, and <laughs> makes me think that Tyrese might have be might be right. Maybe like you probably really wasn't into me. I mean, like I the said, Tyrese, there may have been, uh, maybe now there's a sense of guilt. Like, oh, you know, I had this baby, I tried to talk about this marriage. You know, that sounds like, it sounds like there's a sense of guilt there. So I don't really know. That's that's interesting. And Scorpios doesn't have guilt when they feel like, oh man, you know, I get, when they get it, when we get into something and then we realize, like we you knew. We you know, especially when we walk into something due to depression or something like that, and we realize like, oh shit, what did I do? You know what I'm saying? And then she jumped out of it, but then she seeing how much it's hurting him, and then now she's trying to take on all that energy. Yeah, I, Samantha, I really now I'm. It's very interesting. Now I am looking at. I need to look at her a little bit more. Astrologist, astrologers, I need y'all to pull a chart on Samantha. We need to see what's going on here. <laughs> very interesting that she said that. This is very interesting. This is a very interesting terms of events. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Very interesting. Whereas you look at Melanie, like somebody like Melanie, who's a Scorpio, uh, with, uh, what's his name? What's, the, what's his name? Who's a Capricorn also? Uh, 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 Martell. Melanie's like, boy, bye ain't going to be no comment. <laughs> so it makes me wonder, like, this Scorpio and uh, 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 Capricorn dynamic, I may need to examine this a little bit closely. I really have to say, Samantha has me a little stumped. She was giving him the Scorpio cold with her. She was running around here preaching. I mean, I don't know. I'm wondering. <laughs> this is interesting here. I can say what I really think it is, but I don't want to judge her, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave it alone. I am leaning at Tyrese though a little bit now. I'm like, was Tyrese maybe that was maybe Ty was you putting was you putting a little bit (laughs) to get Tyrese?
0: Like, like I don't know.
1: Like, did you appeal to Tyrese's sense of you know, like he you know? Tyree's being a little cheap, maybe. Maybe she does. That's why she has on the toilet. Listen, Scorpios are very intuitive. and it depends on like, if you got a Venus and Libra, like me, I'm a Venus and Libra, like just custom Virgo. I'm very intuitive, like, you know, when I meet somebody. Like, I can sense. Like, I can, sometimes I can sense you right off. Like, I'm like, ooh. Hmm. So, has a woman in the dating sphere, That helped a lot because you can – I always say, like, if you see – one of my friends told me always that she always laughs. She says, Runaway Bride is the story of Venus and Libra, or Libra in some senses. And in the show, in the movie Runaway Bride, Julia Roberts is carrying a Libra purse you know that she's carrying a Libra purse. And people always say that Runaway Bride is the story of a Venus and Libra because Venus and Libras can, if you notice in Runaway Bride, every man could never get her off of their head. I think Venus and Libra, who's Venus? I think Jada Pinkett's a Venus and Libra. So is Will Smith. Um, Venus and Libra can, like in the movie, they love partnerships. So they can uh, sometimes, uh, deny themselves um, who they are and cater themselves to their partner. So, like Jada did, Will for a number of years, she catered herself to Will's energy, uh, and now she's coming out saying outside tired of that. Okay, but um, Beyonce caters herself probably a little bit to Jay Z's energy. She's a Venus and Libra, I think, also. Um. Um. So, Runaway Bride. In the story of Runaway Bride, if you've never seen Runaway Bride, definitely go, definitely rent it and see it. It's one of my favorite. I love Julia Roberts movies. Scorpio Girl, okay? Julia Roberts to the Scorpio. That's the kind of movies I would have when I was younger. I love Julia Roberts. I she chose movies and stuff. But anyway, in the in the Runaway Bride, she this woman is a bride who she enjoys. Men falling in love with her, and one of the things that she does is that she knows a man. So when she meets him, she automatically caters to all the things he likes. And so in the in, and, but then when she gets to get walking down the aisle, she never completes the marriage. She starts to run away because you know really she doesn't really know who she is. So the the movie's Runaway Bride, and so in. When she meets this guy whom she really falls for, this uh, reporter, she's she's trying to cater to him right away, all the things he likes, because that's Venus and Libra. Just remember, Venus is a, 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 a exalted in Libra. Libra and Taurus is exalted, but in two different ways, right? And Taurus is more central. In Libra it's like love. Like the Venus is at home in Libra. It's like. It's really what Venus is. She's at home. She's a seducer. She's a, you know what I'm saying, all those things. So in the runaway bride, she's seducing. And so remember the guy, boyfriend the boyfriend was talking about, uh, every boyfriend, he was saying, uh, by the way, what's her favorite egg? The uh, the newspaper guy, when he's writing the story on her, this runaway bride, he, he asked the guy, what's her favorite egg? And each guy has a different answer to her egg, her what's her favorite eggs. Like one thing poche, one thing scramble, one thing this and that. Because with every guy she becomes the love energy.
0: Oh Samantha
1: Are you are you a Venus and Libra? Are you Venus and Libra Introducing seducing Tyrese? Making him think you just I'm just a simple girl. Simple thoughts, it's a $12 dress. I don't care about celebrity. (laughs) Oh, I need to know if she's a Venus in Libra. That would explain it. That would explain it. Right? And so in the movie, he he says she remembers she goes off to find herself and she says, I know what my favorite age is when she comes back to him. I know who I am now. I found myself I'm not just finding myself in the men and love and and these experiences. Because remember even in the movie, if you've never seen the movie in the movie she she she's always like all the she's the, 'cause all the men like her and one of the girls, her best friends, is like, You're always flirting with everybody, like even my husband or whatever and it's like she doesn't realize she's doing it because she's a seductress, okay? Um, I'm nothing to with myself, but I still on the cusp because I have a lot of Virgo and Venus and Virgo, Uh and that can be a very true thing. I can uh something even when I was younger. I used to see it a lot how I can murph mur- myself into uh what is the sky? See, like you know i saying now, I'm not like that at all. <laughs> I mean, I still have some very Venus and Libra and traits, but I, when I recognize them, when I see that thing coming through, then I'll be like, ooh, hold up. You know what I'm saying? So, so I wonder, like when he says he met this girl who wasn't at all checking for celebrity, well, that's what she told you. Because maybe she realized that you, that's what you were kind of looking for. But is that the truth? Huh? <laughs> because it's interesting. When she got a divorce, she didn't go into hiding if she wasn't interested in celebrity. Now she's out here. She's on the Internet. She's constantly doing like a little little talks and stuff like that on the Internet. She's still in the entertainment part of it. So that's very interesting. I'd like to know if she's a Venus in labor. It's interesting. she seduce him and make him, you know, sprinkle Libra dust? (laughs) Venus dust. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And usually, you know, what's attracted to Venus dust, Venus and Libra dust is Venus and Gemini. Venus and Gemini love this shit. Even though they know it's dust, they're like, this is dust. But I like this shit. I like that they cater and they shit. (laughs) Right? So it's a very interesting uh, thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, Samantha. Oh, my God. I've changed my thoughts. I have thought Samantha's thrown me off with this. This is very interesting, okay? Oh, boy. I bet Tyrese is thrown off, too. <laughs> but maybe that's the thing. Maybe I don't know here. Very interesting, okay? All right, so what else we got to talk about here? Male streak splits from husband after 45 years, baby. After 45 years, I'm like Will and Jada, okay? After 45 years, you can sleep on one end of the house, Joker, and I can sleep on another. And we might have these open relationships out in the streets. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you kept me here for 45 years, <laughs> This is according to uh, MSN.com. It says, Bill Street and her husband Don Gilmer have split after 45 years of marriage. The only murderers in the building, actress 74, and the sculptor 76, who tied the knot in 1978, were seen last together in 2018 Oscars, secretly, secretly separated more than six years ago. Don Gummer and Meryl Street have been separated for more than six years and while they always will care for each other, town like really Jada, they have chosen lives apart. A statement from the Mama Mia Sort of confirmed so they ain't got no divorce. They just living apart, okay. The former couple have four children, singer songwriter, Henry Will, forty three, actress Mamie Gummer, forty, Grace Gummer, thirty seven, and Louisa Jackson, thirty. Interesting. And five grandchildren together. When previously asked about the secret to a long-time marriage, the Kramer versus Kramer actress told vote, goodwill and willingness to be in, and to shut up every once in a while. The mayor was playing y'all. She was living like Jada. <laughs> There's no roadmap on how to raise a family. It's always an enormous negotiation. But I have holistic need to work and have a huge, huge ties of love in my life. Meryl and Don were first introduced to her brother in 1978, Late they tied I a a year later. Okay, so that's interesting. Um what is it what's this Okay, Says the wedding was six months later uh, six months after the death of her boyfriend and fellow actor John Caval, who died March in eighteen seventy following a lung cancer diagnosis. Okay. Merrill Street Meryl told people one year after his death, the death is still very much with me. It's forced me to confront my own mortality, and once you do that, you look at things different. Huh, interesting. So she was with somebody, that's good. interesting. This is actress winning, actress stood out, and so that's a daughter, Grace, Mary Mark Robinson. Okay. So this is interesting. Forty five years and they decided to separate. That's a long time, okay? A long time. A long time. But it happens, okay? These see, it happens. Some people we like they 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 say they ain't getting no divorce, they just they can live like Will and Jaden. Well, Will and Jay was saying they back again. <laughs> at first, they looked like they was consciously uncoupling. Oh, well, what did Maxwell say? I said Maxwell said I don't think transitional single. I'm transitional singleness.
2: Meryl <laughs> Streep is transitionally single. <laughs>
1: That's wild. 45 years out in these streets, okay? Mm, mm, Mm-mm-mm, okay? Now, FDA, this is an interesting article. It says, FDA is considering a ban on hair-straightening chemicals. Pilots say black women have moved on. Uh, I don't know about that. There's still a lot of black women who get palms and relaxers and stuff like that. Now, here's the thing. I really wonder what's the studies about these relaxers. I'm not saying they don't, but it's interesting that suddenly people are saying relaxers are giving people uterine cancer. And I'm like, well, what's been going on for the last 50 to 60 years that these, a lot of these relaxers have been out here? It's interesting. Okay, so it says the U.S. Food and Administration is considering a ban on certain hair straightening chemicals that have been used by black women for years, and that research is showing. But black hairstylists say such products, specifically ones being looked at by the FDA, which is contained from a high formaldehyde and formaldehyde-releasing chemicals have fallen out of favor, especially among younger generations. Relaxants have taken extreme decline, and we become more knowledgeable about the effects of the relaxant on your hair and what it can do to your hair. At Kaylee Butler at Hairstyles in Atlanta, we remember getting relaxants when she was five old, five years old. She added, I think people just want to move away. I still do relaxants. I do my own, but uh, when I want to. I don't do them all the time, but I do do them every now and then. I don't want to be about my hair stick. I'm about, okay. uh to go. Bronson would apply to both salon-grade and home products. FDA spokesperson Courtney Rose said, Jasmine Scorsio, who owns Jasmine Nicole Exclusive Hair Salon in Atlanta, estimated that less than 5% of her clients who are black women want relaxers. She told the Associated Press, and that's because black women have so many options now. That's why sometimes you can wear your hair braided for a long time, wigs and stuff like that, all kinds of things. So, yeah. All things that FDA needs to look into while relaxers right now. Earlier this year, U.S. Reps Ayanna Pressy of Massachusetts and Chantel Brown of Ohio asked the FDA to investigate chemical hair straighteners, pointing to a study published in 2022 from the National Institutes of Health that links straighteners to increased risk of uterine cancer. Pressy said in an October 6th statement that FDA's possible action is a win for public health, especially the health of black women. Regardless of how we wear our hair, we should be allowed to show up in the world without putting our health at risk. Um, the FDA posted a video Wednesday on social media right, reminding people that no action has been taken yet That the agency plans to work with and encourage the cosmetic industry to develop alternative straightening products um, In a study from the, the Boston University published this month The journal Environmental Research, Researchers followed nearly 45,000 black women for up to 22 years The majority of them moderate or heavy users of their actions among postmenopausal women, those who use relaxers most often had greater than 50% increased risk of uterine cancer compared to those who never or seldom use it. Black people have the highest death of cancer, according to data from the U.S. Centers for Control and Prevention. The risk for black women could shift from better regulation to chemical savings. I, I, would, I would love to hear their study a little bit more. Um. They said, I think consideration of endocrine disruptors like pathophase and pro would be important in heavy metals too. Um, this is interesting because chemical relaxers have been around longer than 22 years. And I would say, what are those other high-risk factors? When you hear studies, I always ask, what, do, what are those other high-risk factors that women, those women may have in common? Who use those hair relaxers? Is it the relax? is it increased, um, sometimes increased, uh, increased, uh, are all those women, maybe, um, is there other factors that they all have in common that could be causing that outcome? Because relaxers, hair relaxers, have been along a long time. Why, or have they done a study of how many women who wear hair relaxers were dying of uterine cancer? very interesting, hey okay, uh let's see uh
0: um. Uh,
1: I'm to see when they have this.
0: Um,
1: I don't see. But they've been around a long time. I know that. Uh, so it's very interesting how within the last 20 years, uh, they come up with that. I, I always question stuff like that. Not to say that it can't be a cause of uterine cancer, but sometimes maybe that group of women have other things in common too that may cause cancer. So, interesting. I don't know because that's the, that's the interesting thing because people have been using chemicals forever. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. We'll keep a lookout and see what they're saying. See what they how the FDA is approaching uh, this kind of thing, okay? Uh, and it may be just way to get new products out there too uh, on the market that are less dangerous uh, than some of those ingredients. Um, let's see what's next. One I have to talk about. Okay,
2: yeah. Um,
1: yeah, kind of how y'all. Okay, we talked about Jada. Oh, and we talked about uh, actress Suzanne Summers passed away last week, seventy six, uh three seventy two star from breast cancer, rest in power to her and her people. Suzanne Summers was one I love three seventy two. Three seventy two is one of my favorite shows. I still watch three seventy two when it come on late at night and I love the original first part when Suzanne Summers was there, even though uh it was great afterwards, but, you know, it it was it was just never quite the same without uh without uh the Suzanne Summers bit, okay? Uh now let's talk about Naomi Osaka out in the street. Naomi Osaka hints at split from Corday in cryptic social media posts and deletes photos with rapper. Uh oh. Why y'all tweet her, not that that man made you a baby mama. Y'all stupid. <laughs> the former world number one tennis player and the rapper began dating in 2019 welcomed their daughter Shay in July. Have Naomi Osaka and Cordae tried quits. The 26-year-old tennis player posted cryptic messages on X, formerly known as Twitter, Tuesday, then scrubbed her Instagram of any mention of the rapper, sparking speculation that she's ended her relationship with Corday after four years together. Osaka, who does current, not currently follow the Doomsday Rapper on Instagram, shared uh, two posts on X that seemed to hint at Trouble in Paradise. The Art of Loving Yourself, Osaka wrote in a, in a post on X on September 27th. And then on Tuesday, one day after she celebrated her birthday, the former world number one said, I just want someone that will watch the sun set with me in another post. Cardi was noticeably absent from photos Osaka shared on her birthday. Big Libra vibe She wrote in the caption of, of a series solo shots another the tennis star. She celebrated another trip around the sun. Okay, um, she and she put in January. of second really she was pregnant, but she couldn't wait to get back on foot. Chad, that baby's gonna forever. St- I mean, you know, I, I don't doubt that she can get back out there. I don't even doubt that she can reach number one. I'm just saying, look at the delay. Okay. Haley Bailey. Look at Naomi Osaka. That's all I got to say. You know, I do like that song by Corday. What's that song? She says she loves me. She loves me not. But she ain't got no damn clue about what she wants. Bitch, make up your mind. Figure it out. That's the song. I love (laughs) that. That's my little ratchet. All my little ratchet Ratchet workout. So I'm going to tell your friends about to put both hands on it. I
0: mean,
1: some ratchet stuff. Okay. <laughs> I love that in this one. Hop this try. He keep on, she stre- keep on stressing me. Molly and ecstasy. What's their name? Whatever. What's he say? He say she loved me. She loved me now. She ain't got no clue about what well, she has. for fun. Her name. Her here. I said, Oh, that's Naomi's you Now think I ain't heard no phones about him. But I said, Claudette, I like that song. <laughs> Ooh, man, she said, she now this girl, she done had this baby. Now she up here talking, I just want somebody to watch the sunset with me. Lord have mercy. Deleting photos child. A mess. A mess. Good luck, Leonie. Cardi B says she's scrapping new argument, new album after argument with Twitter trolls. Girl, you ain't, girl, that ain't the reason you scrapping new album. This is according to Hotel Hot com. Overnight, Cardi B's Twitter feed erupted after she shared a stuff. This happened a minute ago, maybe a week ago snippet of new music she faced mixed reactions to the new music online but what what seemed to upset her even more was the questioning of her work ethic it's been five years since she released her debut album invasion of privacy while she spent a lot of time teasing towards a follow-up nothing solid has ever materialized earlier this year she confirmed uh to fans that she did have a new album on the way but it wouldn't be released until 2024 okay now, after her work ethic was criticized online, she went off on some fans. That included a number of serious moments, even wishing death on some people. Ultimately, it concluded with Cardi claiming that there was no album anymore. Fans took issue with her declaration claiming that it was not the trolls, it's, it, that it was what the trolls wanted and ended up hurting her most diehard fans. Eventually, she deleted almost every tweet she made throughout the night and is unclear where the status of her new album seems. I don't want to do music. There's no album. I just want to put out a B, a, a B, and put a B, let it, let it in my head. Cardi B says, in a sense of delete, in a series of deleted tweets to fans who had mixed reactions to the music she shared. Okay, listen, let me just say this, okay? Cardi B's another one, okay? There's a couple of things going on here, Libra. And I think because you know, first of all, first of all, sophomore albums are scary, okay? Especially when you've had such a hit, a hit with uh, the the song she had before. But also, Cardi B in the midst and the height of her career, okay? And we can't deny this, Cardi. We have to talk about this. In the height of your career, she's about to go on tour with Bruno Mars. She got a hot song with Bruno, tease me, baby, turn around and just look at her son, use me, baby, but she looked like it was all going up. And what happened? She got pregnant. No offense, babies are blessed. I'm glad, I know she's glad she got her baby, okay? But that took some steps back and some years off, okay? Uh, also, then she had another baby. <laughs> and then... She's she married, and she's having problems in that marriage. She was, allegedly. And then then you had to hold Tasha K. Okay? So here's what I feel, really, about Cardi <sighs> just need peace. I think at this point, Cardi's making a lot of excuses. Uh, you have to quit Tasha. First of all, Tasha K., I feel like you got to quit chasing the Tasha K. baby. I know your lawyers are doing it, but it's energy attached on to you. Whatever that anger, I'm, I'm going to drain her, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's like sometimes you got to let people let it go so there can be a sense of flow in your life, a sense of energy like, I, you know, this is blocking me up, it's keeping me stuck, these running around here, my lawyers, I'm spending money on lawyers, trying to look for her money, trying to look for where she at. Sometimes you got to let life take care of things. And you got to quit. I would just forgive that because I because I want a sense of like you know I I can't keep this going in my life. Keep chasing and quit keep confronting this four million dollars because I feel like it it, it it's, it's also in your work because you got so much money going to looking for her, looking for the money that she has. And hoping that you can get this $4 million, I don't know if you think you will ever get it or not, but even if you just think maybe it sets you back in your, how you work, maybe you, once you, if you forgive that, you say, hey, I'm forgiving it. I ain't expecting to never get it back or I'm going to settle for a much smaller price with her. And uh, I'm going to go on with my life. Maybe there's a little fear, Libra, because she's a Libra, in doing that. Maybe the fear is then I won't have. Any excuse why this album is not that out. To the fact that maybe I'm just scared to put a new album out because I've made some decisions that's kind of set me back in my musical career. I've done great features, but am I ready? Uh, am I ready to hear? Am I? Am I? Am, is this? There's a lot of new artists out since I've been out. There's a lot of different things. Do I still work out here? You need to get some rest and balance the scales, Cardi. What's important? Even offset, you know, hey, glad you got your album, but now it's time for me to buckle down and work on my shit, work on my album. They write, maybe my work ethic, I haven't realized that certain things may have been draining my energy, causing me to slip in certain ways. So my personal opinion is that Cardi B may not realize that how that all that energy, all the things that's happening around her, the things that she pays attention to online, all this stuff, all these things that she's creating around her to keep from confronting the thing that she needs to do, which is make the next album, or get the next album out there, or whatever. But she has so many, well, from when I see Cardi I see so many blockages around her, just tons of them. And uh, I think sometimes you gotta release things. Libras are great at being balanced, and sometimes you might have to say to Tasha K, "Hey, I sell us with you for a million, or I sell for you for five hundred thousand dollars, or two hundred thousand dollars. Don't talk shit no more. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna see you again. You know what I'm saying? I think the lesson is learned, but I wouldn't keep chasing the bag. That's a blockage. Uh, Also. um, and having lawyers, because that's spending a bunch of money on lawyers. Ain't nobody winning but the lawyers, okay? Next thing is uh, quit chasing the trolls online and stuff. You know, maybe, and sometimes it may be good for artists like that because they get to hear what people are thinking of them out there, and maybe maybe they're making a good point. Maybe you need to focus more on bringing out the music and getting your getting your album done and not being afraid to release it, okay? And uh that's what I think of Cardi B. That's just my straight up truth about her, okay? I just think that she has she's she's out of whack. She's out of she's uh, focused on in my personal opinion, things that may not be that important and where she needs to be focused on putting that album out. And or, even if she needs to go back and change some things on the album or redo some things, it is what it is, yeah, do what you gotta do, hey, okay, but to me, it's just too much attention being paid to um to things that that aren't important, just my personal opinion, okay, just my personal opinion. I could be totally wrong, okay um. What's next? Do I have for y'all what I have for y'all? Okay. Is that the last story, my Cardi B story? I don't even want to talk about Blueface. I mean, he hooked up with Megan the Stallion. Child. Child, it's a lot, okay? Blueface is a lot. That's not. I'm not gonna even discuss blueface. Okay, blueface is wild out here. It's too much going on with blueface. Okay, listen. We have come to the end of the show. We're gonna get off a little early. Oh, oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, look at me. Here now, about 20 minutes early.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, you guys. Listen. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. I. Um, I appreciate y'all so much. Uh, Thank you for listening. Remember, you can hit me up because I'm not coming back on to say if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're listening to the archive show. So I'm gonna say it right now: you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can hit me up on Steve Chatwood Show on X and Carlotta seventy two on X. You can also hit me up on um, uh, on um, Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy. Uh, The Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page on Facebook and on TikTok, I think it's under Carlotta now. Carlotta I don't know, child. Just look. what is it under on TikTok? Child, not mm-hmm. be paying no attention. Why be having me? Let me look at it. I think on TikTok
0: Okay, I'm, the I'm
1: listening to something on Scorp- Scorpio. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, sorry I heard that. <laughs> Okay, it is under Carlotta C. Okay, so you can follow me on on TikTok with that. Okay, and chat I don't know on Threads, you're gonna have to on Threads. You're gonna have to go over there and you're gonna have to hit Instagram. The link to the, on Instagram the Threads. <laughs> okay, God, this is crazy. Really crazy. Oh my God, I can get this. I'm getting old, okay? I'd be like, I don't know what's what, all right? So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest. Let me start to your weekend, your Sunday. Enjoy your Sunday. I hope your week is very, you have a very good uh, week. Uh, Next week sometime, I'm going to share with you guys uh, something very uh, powerful that has happened. To me, the last few weeks, um, and I'm hoping that it encourages you guys, and it helps someone. Because this is, I'm going on this new journey in my life, and I never expected it. I was like, "What?" <laughs> when I heard, it, I was like, "Oh!" Huh? <laughs> but it's so funny because a week before having the news of this thing or whatever. I kind of felt it, but, you know, I was like, so when I hear it, so it's been a very emotional journey, and I can't wait for you to share with you guys what that is, but trust me, I still need the prayers and love out there. I can take it right now, okay? You know, I've been getting so much encouragement from uh, friends and people and everything, so I am um, just, uh, you know, hey, i am do this. I always say people, God don't give you no more than you can handle, okay? So I trust that God got me. So, you guys, we're going to have this discussion. I will have this discussion coming up this week. Uh, So I will be on the lookout for the podcast. And I may have a live where I talk to you guys about it. It may be sometime during the week or it may be Saturday, okay? So, uh, again, thank you guys for hanging out and listening with me. You guys have a wonderful wonderful week let's leave out with oh my goodness i had a song that i wanted to leave out with and now i forgot what it was i'm a mess i'll be up here uh let's see uh what is it where is it at oh, i think i had it up okay jamira two completely different things i love this song It is the CC Show. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. See ya.